0: Hello there and welcome to Better Words. I'm Michelle and I'm from the Unfinished Bookshelf.
1: And I'm Caitlin and I'm just a bookish babe. I have something that I need to tell you about. <laughs> yes. So um, today I, on my way home, I went to the shops for something, on my way home, I got up Spotify, I was in the car and I got up Spotify and I put on a Disney Hits playlist. Oh my gosh. So then I drove home to the Disney Hits playlist, hung out my washing um, and then drove back over here to record. Um, and it was awesome. So some highlights. How Far I'll Go, Moana. Let It Go from Frozen. Oh, my God. Honour um, to Us All from Mulan. And Under the Sea by from Little Mermaid, which oh just God. made me Perfect. so happy. Like, Under the Sea started playing, and I was like, <laughs> just like dancing in the car, and I was like, this is awesome. Disney's. I want to that go sounds home and, so cool. I just want to go home and have a Disney marathon right now. Are you excited for your trip to Disneyland? Yes. <laughs> I had this thought the other day, actually. I think I saw someone else on Instagram that I had been to Disneyland and, like, you know, had a really cute photo in front of Cinderella's castle or something, and I had this horror. I had a terrible thought, I'm going to have to plan my outfits so that I can get really cute photos at Disneyland. Like, I have to wear any perfect Disney outfits. I don't know what it is. I mean, you
0: have to. I do. You're putting this pressure on yourself. I know, but I want to, (laughs) I
1: have to. I will figure it out.
0: (laughs) Excellent. What kind of Disney
1: ears are you going to get? I'm so torn because, like, the rose gold ones or, like, something like that. Sorry, are you
0: ever going to find a copy of, like, a pair of the rose gold ones? They're like so sold
1: out. But, like, you know, something like that that's, like, really – Oh, I don't want to be too basic, but I also want sparkly ones.
0: <laughs> oh my god!
1: Oh, I, I can't cannot. wait to see all your photos. I can't wait. It's going
0: to be amazing. You're going to have the best time.
1: I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is so fun. Um, well, speaking of excited, I'm really. I'm counting down the days until we go to Ireland because this week was pretty hellish.
1: Yeah, you're so ready for a holiday. <laughs> so,
0: um, I. I spent time at work when I should have been working um stressing out and I was like no nah, I'm over this I'm going to print out like I got together some pictures of the places that we're going so I got like Brighton beach and you know Irish countryside and like little oh, villages and stuff gorgeous. and then stuck like a photo of me and Grace and me and Jasmine from last time I was in the UK and then like printed it out and stuck it on my desk because I was like, I need to look at this and remind myself why I'm not quitting my job. Like, it was
1: just one of those weeks oh where God. everything went wrong. Yeah, is that when you, I think you sent me a Snapchat mm-hmm. or something and I sent you one because my because screensaver screen has been New York for months because I'm just like,
0: <laughs> Well, my screensaver is a photo of me sitting at, on a random, a very, very random um like picnic bench sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, overlooking the Yorkshire Dales from oh, yeah. when I went to Yorkshire in England, and I just look at it every day, I'm like, I want to be back there so bad, I want to be back there so bad, so yeah. it's kind of like a blessing and a curse, because I look at it and I'm just like, well, I'm in this office, <laughs> um, so yeah, I just had a lot of like drama this week, drama with our sewerage system in our house, um, drama with car batteries, and it's just been one of those weeks, and apparently mm-hmm. there was a full moon, and I think that's probably. It. We tried to do an interview with people, it and it did not work the first time.
1: I couldn't
0: hear them. Yeah, so it's just been one so of those much weeks. Drama. I know. Um, yeah. So you know what made it better is that Jack and I, one evening when I wasn't working too late, um, we went on a date night to see Super Troopers.
1: Oh, did you? Was Super it Troopers good?
0: too. It was just the sort of silly comedy that I needed. Like, oh, that's it's great. so silly, and I did have to purposely switch off the PC part of my brain and just be like, "No, I'm just going to enjoy this." Um, obviously, there are a lot of issues if you want to look at it that way, but I just, just had so much fun. Yeah. It was because, like, I just needed to have a fun night, yeah. and it was really funny in that sense. Um, the other thing we watched, which was more serious but was also incredible, was this show called The Push on Netflix. So it's an hour-long special and basically the premise is, can you be socially conditioned to commit murder? Oh,
2: so they set
0: up, they spend, the, I don't even want to guess how much they've spent, they built this whole, you know, situation where they're, uh convincing someone to commit murder basically. So they just do small acts of
1: that could like lead them in that direction. Yeah,
0: so what they do is is that that
1: explicitly being like, go over there and murder someone. No,
0: yeah. So it doesn't start like saying go over there and murder someone. It starts with you being like told um that the vegetarian sausage rolls aren't available and so um would you mind let's just um Put some of these meat ones on there and stick the vegetarian flags in them, and like little acts of coercion that get you to bond with the person who will later suggest that you commit murder. Like they've set up this whole thing,
1: so it's like a real.
0: So everyone else is actors. Yes,
1: so they're telling you to do these things.
0: Yes, so there are like 150 actors, and there's one person who they picked. They picked um, people based on other social conditioning things. Like this guy must be quite famous host in the UK Mm -hmm. and he put out a tweet and was like, who wants to be on my new show? People applied and then they went through all these things to see who would be more um, like pliable, I guess. Oh, my God. And the whole thing is like, will this guy end up committing murder? And it's all a social experiment, so it's all being watched and it's just incredible. And like seriously, it's only an hour and it's so worth watching because Jack and I were just sitting there being like, yeah, we'd do that. Yeah, we wouldn't want to like not the murder stuff, but like when you see the little things that they're asked to do where they're like, oh, you know, go on, no one will know or, or um, oh, do you really want to ruin the whole event that's going to save like because the whole premise is that it's a charity event mm-hmm. for kids and it's like, you know, like all these kids will be without homes if this charity doesn't go ahead and, you know, do you really want to upset them? And they, they kind of convince you and I was like oh looking at Jack God. and being like, oh, my God, I think, I think maybe I would just do it because I didn't want to upset anyone. And it's such an interesting social experiment.
1: It really is. It's
0: fascinating. That
1: sounds so interesting.
0: It's fascinating. You should watch it. It's only only an hour. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was amazing. And um, I'm still reading I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara. I have a new writer crush. I love her writing so, so much. Like, I am in awe of what she can do knowing how she's pieced this together. It's like reading fiction, the way she creates the scenario, like yeah. the way that she explains it when you know that she's just got it from interviews and old police files and old photographs like it's
1: just amazing it's yeah. absolutely amazing you know how i know that you you definitely think it's like the most amazing thing ever and that you're like so in love with this book yeah because so you said the exact same thing <laughs> the last week since intro- introduction I'm like, oh my <laughs> god that's all
0: right everybody uh, michelle's obsessed I i'm still obsessed those- i i had only read like a okay. few pages that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I hadn't read as much then, um, but I'm still obsessed. And if you are, you know, have been following along the Golden State Killer case, they're now also suggesting that they might do the same with the DNA of the Zodiac Killer, um, which is really interesting. And um, I want to know everyone's thoughts if you've watched the Zodiac movie with um, Robert Downey Jr., Jr. in it and Jake Gyllenhaal. It's a really good movie. but i did have to take a nap in it because it's like two and a half hours long (laughs) i just can't i can't just attention span oh i have such a i just i i struggle with movies because i just want to be doing something so Mm -hmm. i'm always on instagram or something else because i just i'm like i'm just sitting here
1: you know what my more recent thing is which is completely influenced by my housemate, knitting (laughs)
0: knitting see that's good because you're doing something yeah i like that that's And like you don't
1: really i mean you have to look a bit but like it's not as distracting as instagram or anything either it's productive, though. Yeah. That's what I feel like. Yeah, exactly. That's productive. Um, or, like, our friend,
0: Indy, who does, like, the book, Beautiful Book Folding. Yes. Which, by the way, she's We will starting, share some
1: more about yeah, that. Yeah, we She's can. starting a
0: tiny little business, and I, I don't think it's going to be available, like, with postage and stuff yet, but you should definitely follow her Instagram and everything, which we will to share when we can. Yeah, yeah, just because it's so beautiful to look at. Um.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what I started reading this weekend is *Girling Up* by Megan Belle. Yay! I bought, finally. So, yeah. So now <laughs> I'm actually reading it. Yeah. I um. Yeah, I bought it. I think I mentioned the same time. So I bought it with Neverland. Neverland. So I read Neverland, and then I read Leon on the Offbeat*, and now I'm reading it. So that's so exciting.
0: Actually, yeah. um, that makes me think of I've started sort of participating in this thing called the Unread Shelf Project 2018. Mm. So um, the Instagram account. Um, Whitney's Instagram account is the same. I think it's the unread shelf. Um, and she often posts like little mini challenges you can do in your stories, which I was doing for a bit until work got a bit crazy. But the idea is, um, if you don't complete the challenge that month, you have to get rid of the book. Ooh. So last month's was, um, read the book that's been on, like on your shelf the longest or get rid of it. I got rid of it. Um, or this month read the most recent purchase that's on your shelf or get rid of it.
1: So you would be completing the challenge. I, I (laughs) yeah. What? See, that seems a bit strange. If you just bought it and you didn't get to it straight away, I don't think that. No, because
0: no, no. But what's interesting is that that's the point of the challenge: is to make you make you actually do it. Because how, like, it happens or it is more rare for us either of us to read a book as soon as we get it than it is mm. to buy books and then just leave them on our shelves for years. I mean, Both of us so. are guilty of that and yeah. so many other bookworms are too. So it's just challenges that make you kind of think and you're like, oh, oh, like if I really want to read this book, I'm going to make it a priority rather than just leaving it on the shelf and buying more. Yeah, that's a
2: good
0: point. Yeah, so I'm really trying to embrace that because I'm trying to get the number of unread books on my shelf down, down and probably yeah. get rid of some more books too, not out of any kind of just – you know, just because you own so many. <laughs> oh, well, I, I mean, we all do. We're looking to move overseas too in like a year, and I'm already thinking, like, I'm not going to want to store all those books, mm-hmm. so I'm wanting to pass them on and, and put them back out into the world for other people to enjoy. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, if, and especially if they're ones that I'm not enjoying, I'll just mm-hmm. not finish them, and I'd much rather some other reader get to enjoy them instead. Yeah,
1: definitely. Mm. Um, speaking of other readers enjoying things, I have to mention my blog post from last week. So, I actually did watch Dirty Grandpa last night, um, Zach F. Robert De Niro. Hilarious. And there is just something about Aubrey Plaza that, like, anyone else playing any of her characters would be atrocious and, like, it would be terrible. And you would hate the character and hate the actress. But, man, Aubrey Plaza is just fantastic. <laughs> like, she is just amazing and just can do so many different characters in a way that nobody else can, honestly. She's incredible. Um, But that was actually sparked. So I think I bought the DVD last weekend um, and found myself looking at the DVDs and was like, I need to update my Zac Efron collection Um, because I was like, because I don't have Dirty Grandpa, and I thought that was really funny. And I almost bought Baywatch as well, but I was like, now I'll save that for another time. I liked Baywatch. Baywatch was hilarious. hilarious. But then I was thinking that all the Zac Efron movies I own, the ones I've seen and don't own yet and then I was like I'm gonna make up a book tag so I made up my own Zac from book tag I so love like it. um if you do want to do the Zac from book tag on your Instagram or blog you can find it on my blog just the bookish Bay. um I think I like I think it's hilarious but I made it up so I don't know but yeah so I did like a high school musical the prompt is like a book that reminds you of your high school experience and um there's did you for, do like, charlie st cloud yeah so i did like it's high school musical. a book that's horrendously bad i did it about grief um, okay Yes, yeah. yeah so i'm gonna
0: do it i'm gonna do it and i'm gonna put it up on instagram in the next few weeks i think that's should. so fun
1: i think it's so fun i love, yeah. Zac Efron. I love like, it Greek doesn't love zach Ephron? yeah but i just want to mention it because i thought it was fun and i've never made up a book tag before i've searched them and done some other tags before on my blog i've done like friends ones and mm. glee ones and things like that so i was like this is a bit of fun who doesn't love a good book tag <laughs> i love it yeah. that is so cool that is so awesome
0: um so i think that's kind of all that we've been doing like because we've both been working pretty hard yeah. and we're about to go into like the the, the weekend that everyone in the, sorry the week that everyone in Rocky just goes has been waiting for, bananas. It for three years. Yeah, yeah. So once every three years, um, Rockhampton hosts the Beef Australia Expo. Um, it is a huge event. Like the population of our town basically ends up visiting. So uh, about a hundred thousand people are expected mm-hmm. to, to go through the guests. to go through, like to come through in the whole week. It's a huge international expo. Um, it means that flights are horrendous for me to get down to (laughs) Love YA Day in Brisbane. Um, Yeah, the whole town is booked out. Not
1: even an Airbnb to be found.
0: Yeah, no, people are, yeah, it's, it's absolutely... It's absolutely bananas. So, um, it's going to be a busy week. Yeah, it's going to be a very busy week for Caitlin, who will be out there with her business. And Mm -hmm. hopefully, I won't have to go out there, I'll just be in the office. But it'll be a very busy week for our reporters and stuff as well. So, um, oh, that's yeah, you're going to be be so tired. I
1: am. So, it's going to be a busy week coming up. Um, but yeah, it'll be a fun one. And before we just get to the interview, I just want to quickly mention. That, um, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, we did have a slight problem with recording this one, so the audio might sound yeah, a bit different gonna, to this introduction. I so. was going to s-
0: apologise for that because we we did have to move
2: rooms
1: in. Yeah, our I house forget for what this. happened. Yeah,
0: yeah. So anyway. we
1: apologise for what may be quite poor audio. We really are trying to work on that. Yes, uh, we are. Yeah, so with us. Hopefully, actually. it won't be that poor, but it'll probably sound different to what we do like right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a really good one. So we hope I enjoy it.
0: Our guests today have been spreading reading love across Australian bookshelves since 2015 when they launched a monthly book subscription service. The boxes shine a light on local authors, support the Aussie publishing industry and feature the works of other small businesses. Welcome to Better Words, Alison and Rebecca from the YA Chronicles.
1: Hi, Hi guys. <laughs> hi thank you both for joining us that's okay thanks for having us we're just every time we think of someone that we could invite on the podcast we're just like okay hope they say yes (laughs) so thank you
0: (laughs) you guys are really busy today aren't you packing um boxes
3: we are we're packing obsidio boxes right now
1: so exciting. I cannot – I really need to get off my arse and read Gemini because I've just been avoiding it and now Obsidio is actually out and now it means I'm officially behind Fine, though, and I, I don't like it. Marathon it.
3: Yeah. But also you should because Gemini is fantastic.
1: I know. Everyone actually says it's better than Illuminae and I don't know why <laughs> I haven't read it yet. It's like I'm too scared or something. They really
3: step up the game. Like it, it is next level good stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Well,
0: so – I think the best the best place to start is at the beginning. So how did you guys start the YA Chronicles? Ugh. Oh, Alison's looking at me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, um, I was casually on Facebook one night and out of nowhere this chat pops up with this girl right next to me, Rebecca. That's me. I'm the girl. <laughs> um and it says like this this, this like there's just a message there and it says, Hey, so um do you see all these subscription boxes in the US? Yeah, I want
2: to do that. Do you want to do that? And I was like, Yeah, okay, let's do that. I didn't actually expect her to be like, Yeah, let's go for it. And for us to actually do it. So that was a bit of a surprise, but <laughs> <laughs> it happened. And that's pretty much the exception of us being like, You know what? Australia deserves this too.
1: <laughs> so we did. Oh, that's amazing. I love that.
0: <laughs> that's also basically how we came up with the podcast. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Someone comes Michelle up with the idea is- and the other person doesn't expect you to actually do it and then you do it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly. I couldn't stop thinking about it. Michelle mentioned it like offhand that we would be funny. She was like, we should have a podcast. We're so good. Like we're great, you know, like just like joking around. And then for like the next week, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I was like, we should actually do this. Yeah. <laughs> so quite. A- we've found that it, you know, all of these, fun things that everyone is doing it's all just some crazy idea that you didn't think that you would actually do
3: yeah it's um it was a bit
2: of a like surprise but I was like you know what why not it was great though because I was like living overseas at the time so coordinating everything while I was like I was in <laughs> Spain and she was here in Australia she couldn't say
3: no <laughs> She couldn't stop me, basically. So I just, like, got ourselves an ABN, signed us up for, like, an actual business and just, like, did everything on this side that I possibly could. And then she got back from being in Spain.
1: <laughs> and it was, like, it was time.
2: Yeah, oh, my God, a- that's
1: incredible. So you were planning to start this business while one of you wasn't even living in the country? <laughs> yeah, that that pretty much tells you everything you need to know about us, really. <laughs>
3: yeah no like beck lives in australia she was just on holiday in spain for a bit and just hit me up and she was just like hey let's do this and i was like
2: and since like the beginning is mostly just administrative stuff it's not that so guys what was the most challenging
0: part about setting up your own business honestly
3: probably being the middleman for everything because you have all of these great ideas, but because you're relying on everyone else to actually pull through and get everything done on time, is probably the most difficult, like most stressful thing. It's just being the person who has to coordinate everything.
1: Wow. Yeah, I guess that is a good point, isn't it? The coordinating everything, just managing everything, I guess
3: yeah so you kind of so like you've got all of the ideas and everything and yeah that's all difficult but then actually making sure that everything happens on time and everything goes out on time and everyone's working around in the right order
2: or even just finding a way to bring your ideas to like actual reality like we have so many cool ideas of things that we can do and include in the box but then like we're very limited to what Australia actually has to offer us so it's like there's only so much that our ideas can actually come true,
1: <laughs> become reality. Uh, yeah, exactly. You've got to execute everything. So then when it comes to actually putting together the boxes, um, how do you find other small businesses um, to collaborate with to, you know, fill those boxes with goodies? A lot of internet searching. <laughs> I love myself some Etsy. I find
2: Etsy is a really good, like, place to start and also Instagram. Um, Yeah, most
3: small businesses have Instagram pages. A lot of the time, one of our friends will hit us up and be like, this is a really cute small business I just found. Um, They make some really quality
2: stuff. You might like to work with them one day. And we're like, they're actually really cute. Why not? And sometimes we just have actually people emailing through to us being like, hey, we just started this business. It does X, Y, and Z, and we'd love to be considered. And the majority of the time, we try and find a spot for them. Yeah, That's really great. So
0: with the books, how do you work with um publishers and source books um to be the feature of your boxes each month? Well, that's more up
3: to me. Um yeah. books. So basically we just have a really great relationship with all of the publishers. So mostly the big major the major publishers, so um like Penguin Harper, PanMac, um oh, AU and, and Bloomsbury. <laughs> um they supply most of the books. We occasionally get some from smaller publishers, but not as often. Um but yeah, so we really just spend a lot of time emailing people. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, I know <laughs> I mean, sometimes like, you know,
1: like that's I half the pick. work, isn't
3: it? Yeah. Um honestly this entire thing, like the most time consuming thing. The most time-consuming part of this entire process is just emailing people. So a lot of the time you'll find me on my computer being like, hey, so I've had this crazy idea. Um, (laughs) How would you like to be a part of this box? And a lot of the time they'll be like, oh, my God, sure. That sounds doable. And then we figure out the logistics.
2: (laughs) So basically it's just a lot of emailing them trying to find out exactly what's coming soon and what's being published in Australia soon and then having them sent through ARCs or like e-arcs so that we can read through them and ultimately
1: decide on a book that we can build a box around. Well, yeah, that too. (laughs) (laughs) Do you read um, every book before it's in your boxes?
3: Yes. Almost
2: all. (laughs) Well, um, at least one of us does. At least one of us so does, yeah. we don't always get to both read it because sometimes we do run on a bit of a time crunch. But there's yeah. always at least one of us who has, has read it and who can vouch for it being a solid choice.
1: Yeah. Has there been any exceptions to that rule? Um, I think the only boxes
3: we've ever put together where we couldn't read the book beforehand were was probably War* and Tower of Dawn. Yeah, so just my quick cool boxes. Yeah. Literally only because um, we do like, they just cannot give us access to those manuscripts. Um, every other book, we like, at least one of us has definitely read. I think there's only maybe one and a half books I haven't read.
1: <laughs> <laughs> one and a half, I like that.
0: Is there any criteria when you're, you know, considering a book that you might want to build a box around? Is there anything that you're looking for, anything, you know, that would turn you off having? A book um, featuring one of your boxes.
2: Um, so oops, that's the phone. Um, mostly <laughs> our choices sort of revolve mostly around what is actually a quality book. So we want it to be something that we think the majority of our subscribers will like, because you know you can't always please everyone. So we try and at least get almost everyone into the equation, um, and. Mostly as long as there's nothing super problematic about it and it's something that, you know, we can actually get from the publisher. Yeah. If it's something that we can come up with a theme for as well, because we have read some really good books, but at the end of the day, there was nothing that we could really work build a with. box around. Yeah. yeah. So unfortunately we can't, if we can't find items that will go work with the theme for the book, then we can't really use it.
3: Yeah. And as long as the book is, super engaging or it has some like decent moral messages in there or even if it's just like evil characters but they're having a good time like I just like as long as it's fun and engaging and people will probably like it
0: it's a good fit for the box um actually that leads me on to my next question which is how do you actually go about planning each box so is the book the first thing you do and then you build everything around that
2: um yeah, yeah. Throw back to when we first started and we had a list of like themes that we wanted to include <laughs> and we kept trying to find books that. to fit the theme and it's like that's not working yeah no that lasted like literally a day it just it doesn't because you can't control what's being published and when so yeah. you definitely have to go with the book first and then build everything around you the especially book. can't control when yeah <laughs> when you. you definitely have
3: no say in when things like when you have access to certain books. So we'll, like, we'll try to get publishers to um, send us stock early so that we could pack on time and have them for release day and things like that. There's usually no problem with that. But like if you wanted to theme a box around like say Christmas or Halloween, a book will generally come out a month and a half before that actual holiday. <laughs> so it's too late. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Or to- yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Have there been any particularly like hard situations you've had to deal with um, over the years? Uh,
3: probably
2: not. I mean, there are always <laughs> hurdles that you have to yeah. get
3: through. There are always complications, but none of them have been so bad that we've been like, you know, what? I give up.
2: Yeah. When there's nothing that we can do mm-hmm. to fix it. So sometimes, you know, you have items getting stuck at customs, which is super fun. <laughs> Or at, like, the local DHL depot. No, that that was tall. Was it tall? Doesn't matter. (sighs) It It killed me. It was awful. (laughs) So, but, you know, all you can really do is just keep everyone informed of what's going on and hope things work out soon and you don't leave people hanging for too long.
1: Oh, my God, yeah. That would be so frustrating because, like, you would source – I guess, you know, items and things like that from businesses like all over and you'd have to get them sent to you before they get sent anywhere else.
3: Yeah, and literally the problem, the only problem with that box that got stuck with Toll was that somehow it got labelled with the next suburb over so no one knew how to deliver it to my house.
1: Oh, oh no. No, that's horrible.
3: It got stuck at their depot and like in their truck staying out for delivery every single day for like Two weeks. two weeks until we decided to just send out those boxes anyway without the item and like send out that extra item later, and then the next day, <laughs> the toll delivery shows up at my house. The toll guy is like, "Hey, so uh, this item is labeled with like the next suburb over, but because I was here yesterday picking up your boxes, I I recognized the name and like half the address and thought I should drop this off here." <gasps> Boxes. Oh no. no. The only reason it arrived was because we'd sent out the boxes the day before.
1: Oh, that would have been so frustrating. Oh, you
0: have no idea. When you're wor- when you're working with other businesses, how do you manage those relationships especially if you're like waiting on things to come through to you and you've got a time deadline? How do you deal with that?
2: Um, it's mostly just keeping each other appraised of what's going on and what the situation is so like when we contact people first time around about including an item we're always like this is the dead t- deadline like we need it by this date and then as the days go on like the process continues you know you keep each other appraised of what's going on so I'll ask them be like hey just checking in see how it's going or like you know, we pay more invoice time, now. let us know. Just, yeah. So that you know the invoice is now being paid. Just keeping each other up to date with everything that's going on. Yeah, really
3: just communicating is very important. Um, especially if they're overseas um,
2: suppliers as well. Or especially if it's a custom item that they're making. Yeah. Um, the back and forth of them sending, telling us, Oh, you know, this is what I've come up with and us being like, Yes, that's perfect or you know, right. we were actually thinking of something else.
3: Yeah, and if they and if they can't make it for the deadline that we're thinking, we can just usually most of the time we can just move it into another box or like like into another theme that's coming later in the year as well so if it's someone that we definitely want to work with we're not necessarily losing anything um we can just move it back a little bit
1: yeah just shuffle it around yeah
0: how do you how far in advance do you plan the boxes
2: out well it does depend on the box really so obviously the special ones that we do we do plan a lot in advance because we know exactly when it's coming out, and we know it's something that we're definitely doing.
3: And because the pre order has to go up um, mm-hmm. so far in advance, it the box and the budget for the box has to be figured out well in advance as well.
1: Like um, for Obsidio, for example.
3: Yeah, so that was planned yeah. back in
2: November.
3: Yeah, started
1: planning this plan?
3: one. Yeah, I think end of like late mid mid to late November for Obsidio. Um. Yeah, ACAFAS, we started
2: planning at the end of December-ish. Um, and then just the monthly yeah. ones, it depends on them. It depends on how accessible the theme is. Yes. Yeah. Um, so sometimes we've actually had to change the theme. So we've come up with a really good idea, but we couldn't actually find items to fit the theme in the way that we wanted it to. So we would have to change it, which obviously pushes back how in advance we can get everything yeah. sorted because we have to completely restructure what that box is going to be like.
1: But generally we do like having things planned out at least like three months in advance. Yeah, That is a lot of planning. We don't really plan that far in advance. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Like we spend a lot of time living like three or four months in the future.
1: Um, I'm curious, do you have some favourite products or other, you know, small businesses that you've worked with that have become, you know, favourites that you've worked with, you know, repeat, I guess? Um
3: Yeah, I absolutely adore Sweet Cherry Soda. Yeah. <laughs> She's, like, River and, and her team become, like, my favourite people in the world. I just love them a lot.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, That's on on. The item. So, Read and Wonder are mm. uh, definitely your yeah. favourites as well. We've used them multiple times um, since before they changed their name. Like, yeah. I don't know, just especially <laughs> when you start, like, start um collaborating with a brand when they're still very very small and then you get to actually see them grow and become really successful and that's actually really great to see
3: yeah um working with ink and wonder is always wonderful as well her items are beautiful and so quality um,
2: and novel sense and co yeah, is definitely zoe. one of my favorite candle stores um and i absolutely love working with zoe she's always great yeah
3: and we recently um in this like in the obsidio box we've started working with a store called A Little Touch of Books. Who's only She's actually, like, the item that she made for us was actually her last item. She's actually closing her store. But what she made for us is one of my favorite things ever. (laughs) Um, And she's such a beautiful human being. Kamika is wonderful. Um, And she was like, I loved working with you guys, and if you ever want me to make things for you again, I will anyway, like, even though my store is closed. Such a
2: is great and those are all Australian stores as well oh
3: and Charmed Fiction oh, Alyssa yeah. is wonderful you yeah, know we just love a lot of people
1: <laughs> no we feel the same way about lots of other different people that we've you know interviewed and talked to for this podcast like you just it's almost like the perfect excuse to make more friends isn't it <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah it is definitely. it's great like we just feel like best friends with half the people like half of the Australian like small Aussie stores that we work with it just like you could just message them one day and be like, hey, so we've had this idea, how do you feel about being a part of this box? And most of the time, um, it's like a resounding, excited yes. And it's just really great to have that kind of relationship, especially with the other like small Aussie businesses that we just really love supporting.
2: And it's great because like when you're super excited about something, super keen on an item, you want the person on the other end of that computer to also be super excited about it because that just makes the end product so much more amazing. Yeah.
0: So um, it sounds like the boxes just take up a lot of time. Um, Is this your full-time job or do you have other things that you work on as well?
2: (sighs) (laughs) Not a full-time job. It is, but it's not. Like I have a nine to five job that I go to Monday to Friday. That's a full-time job. I know, but like this feels like a full-time job as well. Because when you're done with, you know, rocking up to your actual work and then you get home, you've got more actual work that you need to do. And so sometimes it definitely does feel like a full-time job. But at this point, it's not my full-time job.
3: Like I am a casual at a bookstore at the moment as well. So I spend quite a few days um over there and then I'll come home and there'll be boxes to fold, there'll be emails to respond to, there'll be books to stamp and things to organise. So the day really is just never ending. <laughs> don't ask me when I sleep, because I don't know why she
2: doesn't.
1: Yeah, too many different jobs and projects and things going. I am really fast. I'm so jealous that you work in a bookstore. I always wanted to work in a bookstore. I feel like one of these days I'm going to end up, like, quitting my job and just working in a bookstore. Well, good luck with that because
3: it is still retail. I mean, look, I love it. At the end of the day, it's fantastic. I love talking to people and being part of their, like, book buying experience and just getting to know what people really love. So, like, like, that is also super helpful, um, like, for TIAC as well because I get to know um, how the average person sees reading and, and what is interesting to them as well. Because like being so involved in the book community, you think everyone knows everything about what's coming out and they know all the situations about the authors and like what's happening and publishers. And and then you walk into a bookstore and this person's like, oh, this book says New York Times bestseller on it. I think I might get that. And that's literally it.
1: <laughs> I completely agree. We were talking about this the other day, actually, Michelle and I, that we forget that not everyone knows, you know, all of these things that we're so involved with. And we forget that, you know, I guess all the authors and everything that we love, you know, people may not have never have heard of because they're not New York Times bestsellers.
3: Exactly, yeah. So that's also like what – that's also part of um, what we want to do as part of TIAC as well is really just bring forward those ones that aren't as well known because there are some – Fabulous books out there that aren't those bestsellers that you really just want people to love as much as you do.
2: (laughs) Because it's like a lot of the books that we use are like really popular in the online book community, but outside of there, no one really knows about it, which is kind of really sad. So, which is one of the reasons why we like including these as well, even though they may seem like they're really popular with books. They're not necessarily because only like a small fraction. Of people
1: who buy books actually know about it yeah yeah that's so true it's you really get stuck in like this bookish bubble don't you <laughs>
2: yeah
3: <laughs> me too especially like uh, working in a book and like running this there's like it's a giant bookish bubble
1: yeah <laughs> yeah your whole life is just a bookish bubble
0: basically yeah
2: <laughs> okay. What have been some of your favorite boxes to put together? I'm like super blanking right now. I really liked the um some of the current box that, last that was June, June last year. That one was good.
3: Yeah, that was a really good box. Um, I've got so many favorites.
2: <sighs> this studio box is amazing.
3: Yeah, I love this box. This box that we're doing right now, it's great. Um, probably one of my favorites is I think last month's was really yeah, good as that well um and before that oh god now I'm blanking too okay let's just say last month
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess after a while you probably forget what you've done
3: yeah, there and are so many. many we've
1: been at this for over two years now so there's over a... <laughs> you don't even know like, how many I
2: don't even know how many like many many boxes there's
3: like, like 30, or 30
2: something yeah like 30 I don't think we like hit 40 but it's like 30 we're something boxes 40. so it's like
3: no, like with all the special boxes on yeah. all the side boxes that we've done as well, we're, ne- we're nearing 40. It's a bit
1: crazy. That is so exciting, though. You're almost at like a big milestone there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I have not about it. Like that.
3: <laughs> yeah, you just kind of blew our minds. Thank you.
1: Yeah, well, you know, you're doing incredible things. You should be proud we try (laughs) (laughs) um i'm curious um what some of your dream themes and different things like that that you still want to do one of these days honestly our april box is something i've been wanting to do
3: for a long time i just didn't realize i wanted to do it (laughs) (laughs) because it's all about um some of the darker characters the more morally gray yeah the
2: more i love them (laughs) yeah um, I don't know because I feel like a lot of the ones that I really wanted to do with done. they're like more like the queer sort of theme. Yeah. Are ones that I absolutely love doing. And um, anything, like my badass ladies theme. Our November box November. was one of my favourites. That's right. Ladies that's Slay. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, no. no. That's what I'm thinking <laughs> The Make of. It
3: Gay box. The Make It Gay box. The Make yeah. It Gay box was one of my favourites um, because everything in there was super quality and CS Picat let us use fence (laughs) and getting that was a mission oh yeah I remember that but yeah no that's one of my favorite boxes there you go
0: um how many hours does it take you to actually pack the
2: boxes Uh, quite a few
3: yeah (laughs) we say a few days yeah usually like the entire process um can be stretched out over a week so um we'll print invoices um, insert like insert all of the addresses into, post posts or whatever shipping company website. We um, everything has to arrive, and then we have to organize people to like actually be in the same vicinity and help pack. So it's, like there are boxes to build and things to get yeah. in order books to
2: emboss. Because we're like embossing our books with a little TX seal approval. Yeah, I can always catch up on TV while I do that. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's mostly yeah. It usually takes about a week. Um, the packing itself, actually putting things in the box is usually about, like I would generally come over after work, bag at her. So it's two evenings. Yeah, two probably about evenings. like six
1: or seven hours. Yeah.
2: yeah. Wow. Of that physical packing, yeah, not including anything else.
1: Oh, there's so many different aspects to this whole process that I didn't really think about until we started talking to you. <laughs> I know. It's been
0: fascinating.
1: Yeah, a lot of effort actually goes into these because we actually do all the physical labour as
0: well. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's a lot of things people wouldn't realise when they just order the book and order the box, sorry.
3: Yeah. So what a lot of people don't actually realise is that, like, yes, you get a really cute box delivered to your doorstep and that's great, but someone had to put all of that stuff inside the box.
0: (laughs) Mm. Mm. And like you said, lots of emails back and forth to get everything to go in the box as well.
3: exactly yeah there's a lot of stuff. like there's just so much effort behind all of this
0: and what do you think's been the most rewarding experience of you know saying yes on a whim to building this business yeah.
2: <laughs> um, I love it when we like go to a book event and we see like people with our tote bags or like jewelry that we've put in our boxes before and stuff and being able to be like hey I wonder where you got that from. Like we <laughs> are including and I actually like choosing to wear it outside of the house. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Especially um, when like we actually speak to them later on and they're like, you know, this is so so cool. Like we love what you do. And it's just like, oh, thanks. It's really rewarding. Because so <laughs> when you spend so many hours just like in your little book bubble. Um... Packing boxes <laughs> and like
3: second guessing whether or yeah. not it's actually any good. It's really nice to hear that people actually
1: love what we've done oh that's incredible and it would be it would be so funny because I I think I don't know just appreciating that you know yes you know people order these boxes but seeing people actually you know opening them and posting photos on social media and then meeting people who are you know wearing things that they got from your boxes or talking about them it must be so exciting
3: it is it really is like the best part is like being at a book launch and like meeting um long-standing customers who like recognize you and then they're like hey so are you the ya YO chronicles and you're like um yeah what's your name and they're just like they tell you and you recognize their name from seeing it every month
2: it's like it's um, not if- creepy it's what it like. yeah For the obsidio launch um Alison was talking to a girl, and I woke up and she's like, "Oh, this is so and so. Do you want to guess what her last name is?" And I guessed it right immediately. Immediately, I knew exactly who they were, and I was like, "That I'm. I promise, it's not creepy. <laughs> I just see your name every month." <laughs> and it's great. We became
1: friends right after that. <laughs> oh, that's so funny.
0: <laughs> um, ladies, if people haven't signed up for your boxes yet and want to learn a little bit more about it, where can they find you?
2: At Alison's house.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, um,
3: we have an Instagram page at um, the YA Chronicles. We also have a Twitter at the YA Chronicles. We've got a Facebook page at the YA Chronicles, which Rebecca doesn't post on enough.
2: No, I really don't. There's also just, you know, the dot au,
3: (laughs) The actual website Um, to find out more and see our faces on our about page, which I finally updated after like three years. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, we're basically just on all social media. We even have a Tumblr page. No one looks. That's not.
2: No, we don't
1: have a Tumblr page. Just just say that. Oh, I know. I've even (laughs) stopped mentioning our Facebook page because I always forget to post on there. Yeah, I know. It's terrible.
0: Speaking of where can people find us, Caitlin?
1: At, better words, pod on. Yeah, Facebook, Um, Instagram, and Twitter, though, mainly. And then our website is betterwordspodcast.com. So please subscribe, leave us a rating and review, um, sign up to our newsletter, and don't forget to, yeah, leave us a rating. I'm going to remind you again because we should have more ratings. So (laughs) Caitlin really wants a rating. Thank you, girls, for joining us. Thank you so much, and good luck packing the
2: boxes. (laughs) thanks (laughs) thanks <laughs> we're gonna need it good luck editing the podcast <laughs> uh, thank, <laughs> thank you, you. <laughs>